Letters from a Glass House is a not-for-profit ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Venice, Florida. Support us today at UUCOV.org. I venture to guess that some of you could probably sing along to these words, 525,600 minutes. Ring a bell for anybody? (laughs) 525,000 moments so dear. 525,600 minutes. How do you measure a year? Is it in daylight? In sunsets, in midnights, in cups of coffee, in inches, in miles, in laughter, in strife. How do you measure a year in a life? (coughs) The musical Rents, Seasons of Love, which is arguably their most known song from that musical, it asks a great question, how do you measure a year in your life? How many good things have to happen for you to say, oh my gosh, that was such a good year? How many bad things have to happen for it to be a lousy year? And what do you remember from that year? What did you actually experience? Now, I'm not talking about the scientific what happened. That's the easy answer for these questions, right? How do you measure a year? Well, it's 365 days. We know how to measure a year. I'm not talking about all those moments you rushed through and wrote off when you were in a hurry to get to the next thing and the next and the next so you wouldn't miss out on anything. What did you actually experience this year? What mattered to you? How did you mark the year's passage, these 525,600 minutes of your life? Stephen Dobbins wrote a poem that I love and I go back to over and over and over again because I have to remind myself to get over the fear of missing out the fear of not being ready for the next thing. He said, each thing I do, I rush through so I can do something else. (laughs) Sound familiar? And in such a way do the days pass, a blend of stock car racing and the never-ending building of a Gothic cathedral through the windows of my speeding car, I see all that I love falling away. Books unread, jokes untold, landscapes unvisited, and why? What treasure do I expect in my future? Rather, it's the confusion of childhood loping behind me, the chaos in the mind, the failure chipping away at each success. Glancing over my shoulder, I see its shape, and so I move forward. As someone in the woods at night might hear the sound of approaching feet and stop to listen, Then, instead of silence, here's some creature trying to be silent. What else can he do but run, rushing blindly down the path, stumbling, struck in the face by sticks, the other ever closer 
yet not really hurrying or out of breath. It's teasing its kill. Every time I read that, it speaks to me. I thought about it this morning as I realized I had eaten my entire breakfast while thinking about what I was going to say today, and I, I really didn't remember what I had put in my mouth while I was thinking. When we sit down to watch a movie with our popcorn and our drink, we see a story of moving images. They fool our mind and our eyes into believing it's all one piece, but it isn't. If we take that same movie and we stop looking at the projected image, but instead look at the video that makes it up, you know that it's all made up of still frames, one picture after another, images frozen in time and space. Each thing I do, I rush through to do something else. In the movie of my life, I miss out on the still pictures because I'm rushing along at 60 frames a second trying to get there to the next place. I know for a lot of us where we notice this the most is in our car. When you get behind the wheel of your car in the movie of your life, have you ever looked up and realized you're halfway home? Or you pull in at the restaurant you were going to go to, and you think, how exactly did I get here? I do not remember anything from getting in my car to getting here. When you have 10 minutes to take a shower before your spouse needs to be at pickleball, and you need to be at a class or a group, do you even feel the water, how good it feels? Even smell that delightful soap that you looked for for 20 minutes at that store that you love the smell of and just had to have. When's the last time you smelled it? Do you feel how nice that loofah or wash rag feels when you're washing your arm? Or is it just 10 minutes that you'll never get back again? Right now, in this frame, are you already waiting for the next word, the next thing? Is your mind racing ahead with a laundry list of needs, of should-dos, and be ready-fors, and get-ready-fors, and coffee hour, and then lunch, and then dinner, and what are we doing tonight? What are we doing at Valentine's Day? What am I going to do at bedtime? When can I collapse so that I can lay down and get up and do it all again tomorrow? How often are you done with this thing and on to the next thing? You just survived 525,600 minutes. What happened? Eight days or so ago, we started a new calendar year. In that period between years, that last few hours of one year and the first few hours of the next is called a liminal time. Time of transition from one thing to the next, a thing that has no real context on its own. It's always about looking backward and looking forward.
It's a time to start over. It's a time for fresh beginnings. Our second reading today was partially about choosing to have the courage to start again in love when loving the world and your neighbors and yourself is hard to do. We can choose each new moment of chaotic life to begin again in love for ourselves, for the people around us, but what better time than that liminal time of the year? What better time to mindfully set an intention and start over Today or tomorrow or the next day, why not tonight at midnight? Why not two minutes from now? Anne Shirley, from the book Anne of Green Gables by Lucy Maud Montgomery, isn't as popular as she used to be. And generations of readers came to know and love this Anne, this little orphan with freckles, and possibly overdramatic personality. You can see why she was dear to my heart. (laughs) She was someone who didn't quite fit in anywhere, and she was always too loud and too tasteless or too clumsy or just too outspoken for most people. And yet she found her way into the hearts and the bookshelves of readers of all ages. She used to say, tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes in it yet. Tomorrow's a fresh start. Tomorrow at 12.01, you start a new day, and it's up to you how you experience it or if you will experience it at all. Because this is all wrapped together. You can start over again and again and again. But what's the point if the minute you start over, you're ready for it to be done to do the next thing? An article in The Economist called Why Is Everyone So Busy, said this. The problem, then, is less how much time people have than how they see it. Ever since a clock was first used to synchronize labor in the 18th century, time has been understood in relation to money. I once heard somebody refer to minimum wage as the cost of selling an hour of your life. Once hours are financially quantified, people worry more about wasting, saving, or using them profitably. When economies grow and incomes rise, everyone's time becomes more valuable, and the more valuable something becomes, the scarcer it seems. Well, you have just one life, and it's indeed valuable. So when you spend any minute of it this year, don't throw it away. Don't let it just be currency to buy you the minutes that come after it. I challenge you, this year, experience your life. Experience every minute. I'm giving you a word. And that word is love. Love your life. Love your life. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. Love the things you do or find new things. Spend your precious 525,600 minutes being present as often as possible. Spend it doing what you love as often as you can. Look for things to love when you're doing things you don't love. Spend it starting over as many times as you need to rather than being pulled down by your mistakes. 
Spend it learning from the mistakes and not making them again. And when you do make them again, spend it forgiving yourself and start over one more time. Don't rush through for that minute when you will be perfect and make no more mistakes. It ain't coming. (laughs) I guarantee it. Spend your minutes creating, not destroying. Honoring the good and learning from the bad. You got this. Letting go of whatever chains you and holds you back. Spend them living rather than hoping you'll get a chance to live. And surround yourself with people who are doing the same, who are eager to learn new things and do new things and do old things that they love. Because life's too short. Life's too short to waste. Life's too short to spend on I should have and I would have and I wish I had. Try the food. Go out and dance. Get that weird hat you always wanted. Go sing karaoke terribly. (laughs) Ask the 45-year-old cute waiter out to dinner. Take a trip to Belize. Life is an ongoing triage situation, and you are both the doctor and the patient, so make the choices that let you live. 525,600 minutes. How are you going to measure the next year of your life? And when we get there, let me know how you did. Amen.